do it. Hello everybody, and welcome to a new episode here of the Good vs Evil podcast. I, of course, am Rigby, joined as always by my friend, colleague, and rival, Mr. Miller. Miller, how are we doing today? I am doing fantastic. It is a wonderful day. The birds are chippering. It is... Another episode of the podcast. We have a lot to discuss. This could be the most heated episode of the Get People, so get your seatbelts on. It's going to be a bumpy ass fucking ride. Yeah, me, me, me and Miller have. Ready? A, I mean, the previous weeks we we've not spoken to we haven't spoken to much about the football anyway. Um, when we message each other, but this is probably the first time where it, it almost kicked off on message. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um, so one of us had to. I think it was you, Mel, because I was ready for. A, I, I was ready for a fight. Um, I had to just step uh, in and go. Well, let's, let's save it for I the think, pod. <laughs> yeah, I think I went. Oh, I think I think we we started get a couple of a uh, couple of paragraphs deep, and then I went. Let's save this for the podcast because we've got a lot of material here. <laughs> let's just save it. We do indeed. Um, so. You know, let's let's not mess around with any time. Um, you know, w- w- it's, this is the last podcast before the international break, Miller. Um, you know, we yeah. wanted to record this a day earlier, but um, unfortunately, um, I wasn't feeling too great yesterday, so we decided to postpone it for twenty four hours. Um, but we are here. Um, and let's get cracking. Of course, it's Liverpool Chelsea. You know, the the uh, logo for this podcast is with Liverpool and a Chelsea badge because we both support um one of the two clubs um and we went we went head to head at Anfield on Saturday um first and foremost were you able to watch the game or were you working or I got to watch some of the game but then I had to go to work yes so. I did not get to see most of it, so did I you see um, most of the that. first half? Did you? I think it's not half of the first half. That's probably then the most of the talking points, to be honest. Because if before we obviously talk about you know the the, the big moment, you know the one that's got everyone talking, you know these were really really good, especially in the first half. You were very very good, you know. We came out, you know, at the f- we started to play the better for the first five minutes, I'd say. We were pressing really well. We were winning yeah. the ball, you know, high up the pitch. It was really good. But as, you know, the one thing, and for what you do, is you get through that first 10, 15 minutes, or any or any top away ground, you know what I mean? You get through that 10, 15 minutes, and then you take your chance. And, you know, you waved the storm. You were just slowly getting back into it. You know, you were just winning a couple of throw-ins, free kicks. And then you get a corner um, mm-hmm. at the cop end. It comes in and Kai Havertz just puts this incredible header into the net. I mean, you know, it, the marking's what? not great, but let's be honest, there's no way he should be scoring a header like that at the, t- in, at the front post. It's, it's absolutely insane. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it, Miller. The audacity of that man to watch it with the back of his head. And 
See, some people forget because Kai Havertz, he may not look at him, he may not look like the most physical, the most physically divided player, but he's got that fucking, he's a lanky motherfucker. So the thing is, though, when he was at, when he was at Miller, he, he, you know, you, when, if you watch Bundesliga, he's, he is a strong lad, to be fair, he does have a, a bit about him, and, you know, he's, he is a sort, and he's good, he is good in the air. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't really look like it. Like, so soon you see if you like, look at him for face value, he just looks really, but he just looks just like a lanky dude. So as soon as it jumped and leaked and hit at the back of his head and it just dipped, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I've not seen something like that in a while, so it, it took me by surprise. It was one of those and... goals which you know, normally I go, oh, for fuck's sake, or whatever, but I just sat there and I was like, oh, no, it's going to be one of those days, is it? <laughs> It really dejected me. It was just, it was fan, fantastic. But then, with and this, this, this is a female podcast with the with the good, which was that you then have the evil. Take it away, everyone. <laughs> well, I think before we do that, what I would say is that you, uh, another evil element is you, you should put us away because you had. T- there were three huge counter-attacks that you created after that goal. And you yeah. just you just got the pass wrong every single time. I think there was one where Pius, he was free on that left-hand side of Lukaku and he decided to yeah. go to the right. And then, he, uh, to be honest yeah. with you, that is still not a bad decision because if he plays a quick one-two to Lukaku, he's one-on-one, but he doesn't. He just holds on to the ball and we're able to get men behind the ball and whatnot. And that happened two or three times. And it was, you know, I'm yeah. just I'm very, yeah. very frustrating. And then after that, after about thirty fifth minute, we we got a bit more back into it. We were putting some more dangerous balls in. Harvey Elliott was looking a bit more dangerous in the midfield. Um, and then obviously we, you know, we, we the moment came. And you know, before we talk about the the incident, um, how did that ball stay out beforehand? Like it was incredible. <laughs> it was it was just pinballing away. And I was like, oh, if someone's gonna put it in, just get with your hand and just throw it in because it's ridiculous. <laughs> It was, it was, I was just watching it back, I was just sitting going, how the fucking fuck is this not going to turn out to be a fucking negative thing? The ball's bouncing everywhere, it's hitting everything, I'm like, surely to God it's either going in, or it's just going to be a handball, and then Rest assured, it's well, about to go in. But then handball. What well, no, it's it's not handball. He just does the exchange decides I want to be a goalkeeper today, and he just saves it. Oh. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're starting. Right. So, I've seen this quite a few times now, right? And I've Same. tried so hard to look at it at the perspective of people going, "It's just hitting," but I cannot. I what I can't get out of my head is how he moves his arm. I just I, I just can't. People are going, yeah, but it's come off his knee, so it's a natural reaction. Well, to me, he's moving his arm before it hits his, his knee, so he knows what's going on already. And that stops the ball going in. It's a penalty and it's a red card because he's just stopped the ball going in the net. So I I personally don't know where the argument comes from. See, I want like, wait, I'm going to have a different uh, approach. This, right? I think it's a penalty either way, right? 
I, my, the problem I have is, is I don't think it was deliberate. Now, you you probably think it was deliberate, but I'm, what I'm saying is I still am going to say it still hit his hand. It's still a penalty, right? Because I'd, I'd, I'd be raging if, if I hadn't bulk it as well. In VR, I can see it clearly. My problem is, is that it shouldn't have been a red card and that it wasn't overly deliberate. So I think if he... If he gives penalty, yeah, but but Miller, if, your point yeah. would stand if he doesn't move his arm or he moves it, if if it moves very slightly. But he's literally moving the hand across to save it. He, he's completely flapped it away with his hand. It's, he's completely moved I, it away. He's moved. He's completely stopped that ball going over the line. He fucking knows what he's doing. I don't think he does. My my, my boy James is a saint. He would never do such a vicious act. Maybe one of your ex players, aka. <laughs> Would have done something, which he did do, everyone. He was actually playing goalie that day. He did a lovely. I, but, I, I think if you, I think if you look back, he didn't get the red card that day. <laughs> yes, because of bad things. But yeah, Fuck you, Gibbs. Thank you. And like, I literally, as soon as I seen it, I said to a lot before, I was like, not going to deny the penalty. Because if if that ha- if what are your if that, that happened uh, if the rules were reversed and let's say for instance it was Alexander Arnold it, it happened to him and the ball hit the hand as soon as the ball hits the hand I would go surely it's fucking penalty I I don't deny any sort of form of penalty my problem was I just didn't think it was deliberate it could could just be a yell not so a so 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 that happens at the so that happens at, so right let's let's. Let's let's then go, let's take it back another way then you know Trent okay. on the line same as Reece James right you it's the yeah. you know let's say we're ahead for example and you start not having your best game you know and you want to go before half you're looking to go for half time that's all happened to you and it's about to go in and Trent just moves that arm just slightly just very cleverly to stop that ball go over the line if he does if his hand's not there it goes in are you not calling for a red card? Because it's just cheating, isn't it? But uh, but, the, but the thing is, like I don't think he's deliberately done it. But so I'm I'm I'd be sitting going, well Arnold didn't did clearly do it. It's a penalty. Book him penalty. Doesn't matter. Move on. We score a penalty. It's one all. Just like you score the penalty. It's one all. And then the game just continues and we, and we continue with this great game. But my, but, but, but my big problem with that is that say the penalty is saved and he's just deliberately stopped the ball going over the line, then first of all, we've not scored a goal, but then you've also got it because you've still got 11 men on the pitch. So how's that fair? Well, it's not fair, but I just feel... It's, I mean, it wouldn't be fair if it was clearly fucking deliberate and he literally... Flings up his arm, catches the ball in the fucking lines, and does a Rooney and throws it to the crowd. Like I, he might as well have done that. <laughs> I just don't think it was deliberate. And a, a couple of other people have actually who watch the podcast, they show to the people who you are. I've actually came in to my work and actually spoke to him. Went, yeah, it doesn't look deliberate, and I think it was a bit harsh. And I was like, thanks you. So it's not only my fucking delusion. A couple of other people have also said. I am I going think... to. I'll let you keep talking, right? But I actually had. I've got a man, a a, a, a man who's a Man City fan, right? And obviously, you know, you, you give it to each other and whatnot. But I just want to. I'm not getting him, but um, 
I'm just going to direct something that he messaged to me after this happens. And you'd think that he's going, ah, oh, you've got really lucky there, um, and whatnot. Um, wait, wait, he, he said you've got lucky. What I said, got lucky. No, no, no. You, that, you, that. What I'm saying is what you would think. That's what he said. Cause he's a city fan, and he said simply said, anyone who says that's not a pen and not a red is stupid. <laughs> Man, that's a bit fucking harsh. I mean, it wasn't. It, it doesn't. I mean, Charles a fucking City fan did he just discover football what two hours ago? Um, but <laughs> you maybe three hours ago. <laughs> here's the thing. I I would say that's either way because I well let's be handballs are sort of complicated because you're looking at the replay, you're looking at VAR, and you're thinking the movement of his arm, the movement of his hand should. Should, and here's I'm gonna put an objective thing that will go towards your argument. Should his arm be in a cross behind his back, and he should open up, up his chest a no, bit more? No, no, of course not. But if if it, it just because it hits your hand does not make it a foul. You know, let's be clear. Like that's you know, yes. that's the ones that we didn't like last year. Is that it just hit his hand, and you know, it's a, it's a penalty, even though he's you know. There's no intent, you know. The the hand is just there. You 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 can't just put your your arms around your back. It's just not natural. You're not gonna be your balance is not gonna be nice and whatnot. You know that's not natural. But Reese moves his arm towards the ball and st- just flaps it away, and that's the problem that I have. If he just if it just hits his hand and he's you know not really moved it, or you can see that he's not moving it towards the ball, for example. And the ball's just mm. gone directly at him. There's nothing he can do to get out of the way of it. Of course, then. You, know, you may even argue that that's maybe not even a penalty because there's nothing he can do. But that's another argument, I suppose. But the problem I have is that movement, before he's even hit his, it hit the knee, that he's flapped it away. And for me, it was the right decision. It was a shame because I never liked to see that sort of thing, you know, 11 v 11 and whatnot. Well, at the time I did, yeah. but... When you look back at it, it did ruin the game a lot. You know, it was it could have been a, a real test. It would have been very interesting to see if you guys could have come out in the second half and finished us off potentially, or if it was one-one, we would have come out and we would have had the same intensity that we'd had in the first half from both teams, and if yes. Chelsea could have got over the line properly and whatnot. But we got a second half of basically just Chelsea, just every man behind the ball. You know, no bravery to attack at all, which. A lot of people criticise, but I can completely understand, of course. See, um, see, now, I'm, see now, I'm just just sorry, but I'm going to go ahead and say the only positive of the red, which is the only V1 positive in my eyes, which is especially, this shows that Thomas Tuchel is is not going to panic in this situation. He clearly thought it through, because if we get sending off, he and because I mean the goal obviously helped us. I think if we were losing one 0 at the sending off, he may have done something different. But I mean, who the who the fuck knows? We're not fucking mind readers. But the fact that we still had intensity, we still had that will to keep pushing and pushing and pushing, but we still played the kind of same way where we did we we. We kept defence, we're, we're still defensively solid, despite Amanda, even though we, we, people go, oh, well, you do play five at the back, 
then you've got to think of the other positions. I, I think the only thing that Tuchel done wrong was he should have brought off Lukaku at half-time. I don't think he was ever going to really get in the game after that. I think you should have just had pure pace up front and just launch that ball up every, you know, towards him and just let him run in the channels. I think that's the, that's the only little criticism I'd say. I think you should have had the ball just bring Lukaku off and just accept that you just need to have a bit more pace up front just because you're going to be on the counter most of the time. And, you know, instead of having, you won't have any support, you need that player who can maybe do something on his own with a bit of pace and something like that. But apart from that, you know, the tactics are spot on in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, I I I think you I think I will agree with you on that. But I think uh, you know if you bring on like like a Timo Werner or whatever, you know that pace would probably be really hurt. But I think it's like it's like Akers second game. Do you know what I mean? You're you're still thinking right, this guy can come up, come with a bit of magic like from a set piece in the ninetieth minute. Kaku header. You're, you're kind of just thinking need to have that target man still there. But I do get your point. Uh, maybe, maybe I would have done that, or maybe I would have. Who knows? I'm not a manager. I'm not a tactician. I'm not the genius of the official. Uh, but I feel like it just shows, it gives me encouragement going on for the rest of the season that despite getting a red card at Anfield, we didn't completely shit it, and then it didn't cost us the game completely. We didn't go out and lose after, after all the good things at the start. So it gives me that encouragement. And I even said to you, I'll take that point and do discretion. Well, yeah, it's, it, it must have felt like a win. I mean, I was dejected. I was, it, it never, I was raging. Never. I was absolutely, I really got angry. It took me a little bit of time to really calm down because I was so frustrated. In the first half, when we did finally get our joy, we were portraying the salary, we were running in behind, and moving that ball really quickly, getting the ball very early into the box. And this is the problem last season. This is why teams started to figure out how to play against us. Is that you put men behind the ball, and for some reason, we just ha- we just moved the ball slower instead of um, upping the tempo a little bit more. Um, and I'm not talking yeah. too much. You know, we weren't you know we're walking pace. We were still moving the ball pretty pretty okay, but you know we were missing that you know get that ball in earlier because you know you've got Jota on the pitch now you know obviously you know Salah and Mane are around you know what I mean like get the ball in us a little bit earlier and I think our best chances just came from range and they were decent saves from Mendy who had a decent game to be honest with you apart from obviously yeah I think he had a little moment in the game uh, where he did give away but you know we didn't nothing came of it and whatnot but um it was just really frustrating because and it, you know what frustrates me more was the lack of options that we actually did have off the bench to bring in to bring on like quality wise. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know yeah. that's 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 really going to be something that harms us. I mean, Firmino went off of a hamstring injury, and we still You're don't saying, know yeah. the um the results of that, or I certainly don't. Um. But it's probably going to be out for a, a good four or five weeks. So then you've got to rely on that front three all playing. Week in, week out, even in the midweek Champions League games and whatnot. So, and then if you get an injury to any of them, well, where's your cover? It's nowhere because Firmino's now injured, you know. And that's why I was, I'm so annoyed at how our transfer. I'm really happy with all the long-term deals that we've managed to secure this summer. That's been absolutely fantastic. Canate, yeah. brilliant addition. But for the love of fucking God, why have we not brought gone in and strengthened the midfield? Why do we not go and bring in another forward so we can give Salmani maybe a rest every now and then and whatnot? Why have we relied on Jota being our backup or Firmino to be our backup to play anywhere in that front three? It doesn't work like that. 
and I'm I'm yeah. I'm 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 starting to get a bit heated because I'm looking at the transfer business between all every other club and whatnot. And I'm and we're at the moment Liverpool are at the top of the at the top of the chain in terms of European football. You know we're right up there. You know with the top yeah. four or five at the moment, best teams in Europe. Where probably any player, any top player looks at Liverpool and goes, Do you know what? You know if they could afford me, or that wouldn't be a bad place to go and play me football. And I, I, I think that's any player. You know, obviously, you, you know, you, yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, you've got that pool status where any fucking player in the right mind should want to fucking play for you. If you're in Liverpool and you go, right, we need a midfielder, we're going to fucking get one of them. Like, here, here's fucking five targets. Well, the, the we, player that we, we were linked with the most all summer, which was Sal Niguez, has just gone fucking on loan to Chelsea. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is going on? Loan with an option to buy. Here we go, boys. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'm joking, I love you really well. It's it's nothing personal, but now it's it, it's like that. It's and I listen. I've loved everything that FSG has done. You know, let's be clear, they got us out the shit with with when Gillette and Hicks came in, and they, they had all those lies, and they 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 built up this massive debt, and you know they they came in. It was really nasty. They came in. They cleared all the debt. And they took us, you know, very slowly to, you know, with Ben Rogers. We didn't quite get there. We had to reset again. And they trust the cop. They gave him a lot of money. You know, there was one time where we spent a lot of money. We brought Allison in. We brought Fabinho in. Ox came in. You know, all these players. And then obviously, you know, Total Virgil van Dijk. So, you know, they have spent a lot of money, but it does start, it does seem to be looking like it's ran out a bit now. And they maybe took us yeah. as far financially as they can. And listen, I I would love them to be able to stay for many years to come because I think they they maybe I think the last couple of years they've deserved to be given that sort of you know thing of all right we're not signed to many but, but, but you've done so much for us in the past that you know we'll be okay but the strength that Chelsea are that Man City are United even Spurs and Arsenal are spending you know and this is only in England. You know, then you got all the other European clubs that are spending ridiculous money. I mean, Real, you know, we've got to get some more. We'll talk about Real Madrid's Mbappe uh, offer that I don't know if you know about, but that um, yeah, yeah. unbelievable. But you know, all we can afford to do is go and bring in a first million pound defender. It doesn't. It gets. It gets you panicking. It really does. And listen, at the end of the day, I trust Klopp to develop these players magnificently. We've got a lot. We've got a lot of young players that are coming through and whatnot. But we are going to get left behind again if we're not really careful here. You know, you have to strengthen when you're on top. And too many times in the 21st century, Liverpool have been near the top. You know, uh, this is the first time we've been actually at the top, but we've got near. And uh, we sold a few, or we just haven't strengthened. We haven't strengthened. We thought we're good enough. You know, the squad's good enough. We we haven't quite got the funds. And and City and Chelsea or United, they... They come back and they are so strong. It takes us another good three or four years to catch back up to them. But by that yeah. point, there's another team that then when we get there, we've got to deal with as well. And it feels like that's going to happen again. And it's just so, so frustrating. It's so frustrating for us. It really is. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like if, you, if you go, right, well, well, let's just leave the first transplant and you just open yourself up for fucking failure. If you... Get one transfer window. You're fucking basically two transfer windows behind. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. 
is that if you're going to strengthen the next transfer window, the team that strengthened the transfer window previously, you didn't, they're going to strengthen again anyway. So you're just playing fucking catch up constantly. And then if you decide to then go well, another transfer window without your true track, your, your two windows behind, and it's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. And the, the only bad thing, the only the bad thing, but also the good thing going for you is, is just you're, you've got. As as we we've heard it before in the podcast, you do, I think I think you do it on your day. I think we've got the best, best start at eleven. Yeah, yes, yeah, you've got the best. Of, of, like people, when I say this, people, I'm saying hold it down eleven. Like I'm saying, pinpoint that is their actual eleven. Like it's not like this is their eleven for this week or the next week or like the sixth week. That is their eleven players that go out there mostly every week consistently and put in the performance and you trust them completely. I'll say this right now and I'm not lying because it's just the truth. I'm a bit of a Chelsea fan but it's the truth. Liverpool do have the best 11 solid 11 on the day in the league. By far better than City, by far better than Chelsea and I think that's what has put you in this little thing where maybe maybe the, the money's not ran out, maybe they need to be a bit more cautious and need to start thinking right when you start making this back, you start making this back. But and I think that's what's pretty in this. But you know, I I I rate Klopp very highly. I always have. Uh, he's you know he's a grumpy cunt sometimes, but that doesn't matter. He's, he's still one of the top three best managers in the world. Maybe exactly. Maybe. And you you've you know at the end of the day you've got to trust him because he you know he's shown a path. He loves he likes a, a tight knit squad. He doesn't like having. Loads, loads of pl- top players who aren't playing week in, week out and are going to start knocking on his door. More. He, he likes to have that tight-knit squad and whatnot. And that's brought us a lot of success in the in very, in very recent past, to be fair to him. So, you know, we'll, yes. trust, we'll trust in the club. We really will, you know. And, and everyone that runs it, you know, they're, they're doing the best for us and whatnot. But, yes. you know, from as, as a supporter looking at all the other clubs, and what I've seen in the past, it's just a little bit worrying, but we'll we'll see what happens, I suppose, um, with that. Um, but one club that um, <laughs> I've certainly oh, no. not been, uh, listen, we we've got to talk about them. I'm sorry, we, we we've got to talk about Manchester United. We we we've got to because they have brought home, well they they've brought home their adopted Portuguese son, haven't they? Let's you know, let's let's. Let's be honest here. We know how much Ronaldo loves Manchester United. It's not a case of they they gave him his big break and then he left Real Madrid and doesn't give he doesn't care about them anymore and whatnot. Although he was close to going to Man City until Alex Ferguson stepped in apparently, so that he mustn't have loved that as much as he's claiming. But if if he needed someone to, to twist his head, I mean, it's like Gerard is well to go to bloody United and then then he gives him a call and goes, oh, no, no, you gotta go back to Liverpool." It's like you know he wouldn't even feel going to United if if you know what I mean. I, yeah, I honestly think it's all just fucking rumours, man. I don't think he was really going to go. Yeah, exactly. Stick. I mean, it's, it, it is all rumours, of course. I mean, we've got to be careful we don't get caught in that trap. But, I mean, how great. First of all, before we talk about how good it's going to be for United, how great is it for the Premier League to have all these... Pl- I mean, they've we've signed some huge stars with the Premier League this summer. We've brought in Jadon Sancho, Rafael Varane's coming, Romelu Lukaku is coming and whatnot. Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, for the Premier League, I, we've brought in some top, top players. Well, I'll say this with me. I think it's just going to be great also for us and also great for this first season of this podcast because 
we're gonna have a lot to fucking analyze, a lot to talk about every week mm-hmm. because we're gonna be spoiled as football fans. And I've got a wee smile on my face when I say that's because as a neutral supporter, I'm kind of sitting there and I'm like, what a fucking time to be a football fan, especially hundred percent, especially if you're a, if you're a fan of the top end clubs as well. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the big games. I can't wait to, to watch Chelsea United game again and see Ronaldo go against Lukaku, the head-to-head. Can't wait to see a Manchester derby again where you never know, Ronaldo might pull some magic and might fuck over City or City. You know, it's it's a wonderful fucking time. Can especially. I change my prediction from United 4th to like 2nd now? <laughs> See, I see, I see. Now, you mentioned, you mentioned that now. You mentioned that now because when I was sitting, and obviously, uh, once I actually heard that he was also going back tonight, I'm like, fuck me. Because I, I already highly rated this man you said before. But then now, he's back. I'm like, let's all be clear. Now, a lot of pundits out there are going, Ronaldo's 36. Ronaldo's 36. Listen, people. Or listen to whoever's doubting, which I hope hopeful is not any of the viewers here today. Ronaldo is still fucking Ronaldo. I know I know Juventus at four. I know all that blah 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 blah. The man still scored over a hundred goals in hundred and thirty seven games for Juve his age. The man's still the best player. One of the best players, probably the best player to ever grace it air. There's arguments to that one against well, that. Well half of Diva Apart from Divock Origi, he, he is the OG. He is the right player. Throwing. And there you go on. And everyone, look at this. You chuck in a 36-year-old Ronaldo. You chuck, you chuck a 40-year-old uh, uh, Ronaldo, right? Obviously, he's not 40, but you still chuck in a 40-year-old Ronaldo. He's still in one of the best physical conditions that any man has ever, any footballer has ever been in for that age or any age. So you can't say it's his age. You can't say, oh, can, can, he, can he run that fast anymore? The man is a fucking unit. The man doesn't drink coke. He hates coke. He loves water. That man... Well, not that coke, anyway. <laughs> not, not bad coke, yeah. That man is... Obviously, he, he was both predominantly a winner in his career. He's now just a casual centre forward. He can leap all bounds... Do you think he's not going to tear that the Premier League up? You'd be laughing at yourself if you think he's not going to come in and absolutely demolish it. Like, not completely demolish it, but I'm shitting myself if there's a set piece and the ball's getting crossed into Ronaldo because you know about eight times out of ten he's going to get his napper to it. And I may be shitting myself but I again, I'm excited. Can't wait. It's going to be great. And we're spoiled again as fans. We're spoiled again as fans. You know? And it was so unexpected. And it's just it's just going to be a good year. Will United finish higher than we expected? Will United win the league? Roy Keane doesn't think so. But it's going to be a great season. Not that it wasn't already going to be. And we're just going to wait and see what happens. Very true, very true. Um, I think that's the, um, enough to talk about United now. Listen, it, as a United fan, you know, and I know some, some decent ones, I've got some 
not so decent ones, but um, you know, it's, it's a great time to be alive and whatnot. And my only question to any United fans, I don't want Miller to answer this because it's kind of it's it's all you know. If you're a United fan, you can tweet me and whatnot. You know, if United don't win the league this season, is it a failed season? Yes or no? Uh, let us know on Twitter um, or even the Champions League. One of those two. Is it a complete catastrophe with that squad that you now have? Is it a catastrophe if United don't win at least one of those two major trophies? Um, I'll, I'll I'll put out a poll on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and you might see it before you watch this. Who knows uh, when I get to it? But I'll I'll do a poll and we'll see what people say about that. Fair dues. Um, we're going to so obviously yeah there weren't just there weren't just wasn't just Liverpool and Chelsea game at the weekend in the Premier League there was of course. <laughs> Do you know what I it, I it feel I I don't really even want to bring this up because I actually really feel sorry for Arsenal fans I really do. I fucking do not. Wait <laughs> no no I'm taking the reins. Uh, not all no. The no, no, no! You're not taking these because you you'll just go for the throat. <laughs> no, oh. I'm not allowing this. No, 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 no. So it was five oh. nil. It was five. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. Go on, I can't be bothered. No, yeah, I can't. I, I genuinely want to just give you the names, but I also don't want to because I don't want you to go for the throat. Listen, nobody was expecting Arsenal to go and beat City at the Etihad. Let's be free. They smashed West Brom in the cup and it was a great performance, right? But I think you'd have to have found some deluded Arsenal fan to go, right, we're going to go and beat Manchester City. No, nobody did. However, there is a way you can lose and that is not the way to do it, surely. There is no way in hell that you do it that way and like I just don't see like Arsenal fans were cheering City as they scored did you see this? Um, no I didn't see the game because I was too busy getting my hair dyed red um, <laughs> but I was trying to keep up with the commentary. I've seen the highlights as well and stuff like that. Um, so no, I didn't see the full game. No, at the time. Arsenal fans had nothing to cheer for this game, so they cheered when after City scored. And I'm sitting going, "How fucking ten pot do you have to be?" To be no. fair, right? No, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna have that because they've got nothing to celebrate these days. They they've got absolutely no. I mean. I don't Good. know Liverpool. <laughs> Good. Uh, no, I don't remember. Even going back to when Liverpool couldn't even get in Europa League, I don't remember things getting as bad as this. I really you, don't. It was. It never got during, this bad. Like during days of during your days of fucking no disrespect, Stuart Downing and. It wasn't Downing, Shelby. fucking Gog, Shelby. Spearing. During your days of having spearings in the midfield, that bald monstrosity in the midfield, that gorg, that gargoyle in your midfield, during those days, 
Jews weren't at the levels of this. Let's all be fucking honest here. Because even when Stuart Downing was, was at Liverpool, you still beat us at times. You know what I mean? But, like, this is different level of shit. Now, I'm, I'm not... Uh, now, well, let I'm, me read out the... Def- oh, let, let, me, let me read out... I've got the Arsenal team here that played on the day, right? So, first we had Ben Leonard. Yeah, I guess no problem with that. He's not the worst goalkeeper in the world. Defence, you've got five, but I think they do three centre-backs and then the wing must sort of push up. Um, Kieran Tierney, Rob Holding, Cedric, Colin Chambers, Kolasinac. And then in the midfield, you had, you had um, Saka, Odegaard, Smith-Rowe, Jacka, and Aubameyang up front. No, I'm gonna go with this because I've actually watched a lot of Arsenal fan TV because I I, I enjoy the struggles, I enjoy it, and don't judge me, people. I'll they they they, they 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 will they will judge you. <laughs> no, first of all, I'll agree from here. No, Arteta must be must know that he's fucked up. I mean, it's hard it's hard to know. He dropped. His centre back that he signed in Mary, and he put in a guy that is apparently leaving or was supposed to be leaving, Kolasinac, left back people, left wing back, in centre back. Now a lot of people, a lot of people are calling for Tierney to play left centre back and Tavert, who they just signed to play in that other, to play beside him in the to drift wide. I would rather that than play fucking Kolasinac and left centre-back against fucking Man City. Now, Man City, who have not got a recognised proper going-to-going striker, as we've alluded to, not getting had again, they were still going for them. You have, and also, a, for a team that spent £50 million on a centre-back, even though they wasn't playing today, you have Gundogan, who's five foot fucking six. Who's beaten Chambers to a fucking header for the goal? You've got their, you've got the ball going past about three, four of their defenders for their second goal. You've got City scoring from a set piece when, when all season and all most last season they're not, they're not a team that score from set pieces. They're mostly and that, that's not Pep's style. And you've got them scoring for a set piece. They couldn't do it against us. They couldn't do it against fucking Norwich. They couldn't do it against fucking whoever the fuck. Arsenal are proven. Arsenal are just breaking all sorts of records and all sorts of questions. And you've got to think, when is it time? When when is it where we where the owners or whatever, or when is it that people go, this is bad it's, it's going to get? Or is it just, just going to keep getting worse? Who the hell knows? Or is it just going to well, get worse? They, well, they, they're up there with the top spenders this summer. They've spent the most, realistically, if you think about it. They've spent the most. Maybe not wages, but they've spent the most in fees, mm-hmm. realistically. And it's got them nowhere. I know we discussed this in another podcast, but it's got them fucking nowhere. But, but, but is it fair, though, to, to give them some credit and go, that this is a free, this is, this is a good three or four year, you know, journey where they need to spend that much money each summer transfer window to get them back. So they've technically started that this this okay, yeah, okay, that's been there for a couple of years now, but is this is it unfair to say 
you know, if, if they came out and went, this is a long project, this was the first stage when we brought in these, these signings. It's not great right now, yeah. it's not going to be great, but we're going to keep getting better, we're going to keep bringing in better younger players yes. each year, and we're slowly yeah. but surely going to chip back up there. Yeah. If that if is the case, then yeah. isn't Arteta worth giving the ta- giving him the, the, the time? Because I no. don't know who else goes to Arsenal if you get rid of Arteta, to be honest. No, here's my problem. You've got Arteta, the dumb idiot, right? And I'm going to actually back up Arsenal even here because I would not want to have it in my team. You've got Arteta, the dumb idiot, offering Xhaka, who was going to go fucking, who was, who was grooming for a move away in new contract. You get in Makonga, who's arguably been your best player, the best, their best player at Chelsea, who's been the best player recently. You've got Makonga, who's just came in, has been the most solid player who actually looks like he gives a shit. You drop him for this game, you put in fucking Jacka and whoever the fuck is ahead of him. You're just shooting yourself in the fucking foot before the game even begins. And then what? And what does Jacka do? What is that dumbass? It's a horrible tackle. It's the he last thing that Arsenal game. needed. They didn't need someone to try and be a hero or or just show their frustration. You, you, they just didn't need that. You're two 0 down, right? Any football fans have fucking commented. Any players have commented. You're two 0 down. For, for instance, right? See if he done this, right? And it was like a Real Madrid Atletico where fucking Velvet filled uh, um, Morata was it? And got himself sent off to keep it as a draw, and then Real Madrid went on to win the cup, right? And your heels like you were after that. Jacques had done it. You're two 0 down. You go in with full intent to fucking swipe the player, and he gets sent off. He's done that so many times. That's, I think this is eleven for fourteen or fifteen red cards for Arsenal or in his career, or whatever. Yeah. Eleven red cards in his career already. He's not like he's a Sergio Ramos and he's like thirty-eight or thirty. Seven or whatever, do you know what I mean? He's at a reasonable age, he's in prime years. He is a donkey, he's ridiculous. I know Chelsea like to sometimes take Arsenal players and, Ar- and Arsenal like to sometimes take Chelsea players. I would. Well, an take... example of that is Willian, who they've just terminated like, his contract. Yes, I would fucking take Xhaka if you paid us to have him. I would want that liability anywhere near my team. I think he's one of the well, no, a little in swap deal for Kante. <laughs> Joe's really funny. And when we got Kante, they were actually looking at Kante, and then when, and they actually paid more money for Jack than they paid for Kante. <laughs> there you fucking go, Arsenal fans. That's what fans are for you. But seriously, that that's the only people re- re- reminiscing. That's the only time we had back up Arsenal here when I say it. Stupid. Really. Fucking should McCon got all day, dropped these dumbasses. You shouldn't have sold Joe Willock. How fucking dare you sell Joe Willock? I said this on Twitter many minutes ago. You sell Joe Willock, who was who's arguing Newcastle's best player, best player last season, and who's a fucking great player. I rate him. I'd fucking take him at Chelsea any day. Uh, and you sell him and you keep these idiots, El Nene. You keep all these fucking Mongols. And you and you wonder why you're getting pumped every week, and you can see the nine goals and still scored no goals in the league. Oh well, he scored six goals against West Brom's under twenty threes. They West Brom rested players. Why did they? Why did they not go through pelt for this game against Arsenal? I wonder why. Even though they still get pumped, why did they not use all their players for that game? Because they get bigger fish to fry. 
Yep. Because they take the first of drag. They did fear Arsenal. They may get pumped six now, but if it's not like they went by a new player full squad. They took a chance. They fucked it. But they didn't have that respect and common sense and belief to just go, let's play our full 11. So they didn't take you seriously. Why should they? Why should they? You're 20. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there, Mella. Um, listen, the city was phenomenal. You know they've been there. I think their response has got to be applauded since they they lost to Tottenham. They they responded yes. really really well. Um, and fair play to them. They've they've took management points since since they lost that game. Um, but the team that I've already just I've actually just mentioned that is actually leading the league at the moment is of course Tottenham, which will be making Mr. Miller very happy about that. I imagine. Um, you know, they're the only team to win their fair three games of the season, which includes a win against Manchester City. It's not a bad way to start, is it? And when, if, when you when you factor in that they've kept hold of they've kept hold of Harry Kane, it looks like that he's gonna be committed to at least January. They brought in um that lad from Barcelona who, you know, might might be pretty good. They brought in a new younger goalkeeper, a fresher centre back who's younger as well, you know. They've got a good manager in Nuno who knows what he's doing. It's an exciting time to be a Tottenham fan. It really is, to be fair. We, I, I think we is. both had them pretty low down in our predictions and whatnot. Yeah, but... yeah. I think we both fucked it because I think yeah. that was a bit hard. Because I, I even said, despite making the prediction, that I really highly rate Nuno. And I, well, something I Nuno's already done is he's managed to get Deli Ali playing again. Yes, he really has. And, you know... He, like, obviously, hate Tottenham with a passion, right? But I just love the... I, I just love a Nuno team. That's what I, that's why I love Wolves, and I still have an admiration for Wolves. I think, I think they'll still have a great season, despite those shaky results. They've still played really fucking well this season so far. But I just love a Nuno side. I yeah. just... And his signings have all been... His signings have been great. He's done the reasonable business. He's not went out and spent mega bucks. He's went out and got the correct players to start off his reign. And he's starting to show why Tottenham got him. He's starting to show why, even when he was still roast, that so many teams that so many teams were, were kind of after him. Yeah. He's a quality fucking manager. He does look like he's eighty years old at times, but the man has it. And I think I think Tottenham uh, will have a will have a good season. Well, 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 they may win a trophy. Who the fuck knows? Uh, but and but Harry Kane staying, we know that much. Uh, as it as it can stay beyond that, who really cares? We're we're just playing with this season for now. But yeah, they're doing really well. Delhi, see when you get Delhi Alley playing, Spurs are a completely different team. You know it your fucking self, rugby. Once yeah. you have Daly Alley playing, he's such a good fucking player. I can't believe how close now he got. But once you have Daly Alley playing, and once you have Daly Alley playing, Tottenham are a completely different animal. And they've done well. They've had opposite of Arsenal. Uh, they've got the, the, the games done. They're the only one record team so far. Tottenham fans will be happy about that. What more can you ask for at this point? Very true. Um, and it was a, it was a decent free kick from some probably keepers should have done a lot better, but um, it was enough to get them the win, and they go into into the um very boring international break, top of the table, not 
really sure though that's going to be the case at the end of the season. But it's a good start and nonetheless, so well done to Tottenham for that. Um, listen, we are we've got a little few more things outside the Premier League, so I'm just going to again just rattle through the rest of the results. I'm sorry if we have not been able to to again talk about uh, your club. I know there's I've got some people that listen to this that are fans of other clubs in the Prem and. We don't get a chance to talk about them, and I'm sorry about that. But um, yeah, we're on a little bit more of a tight schedule today than we normally are, so I've got very really strict about the time. Um, so on Saturday, obviously we spoke up Man City five Arsenal nil. Um, Everton got a nice two nil away win at Brighton. Um, obviously there was a um controversy with the penalty where Richarlison wanted to take it, didn't want to give it to Calvert-Lewin. Eventually, uh, DCL gets it and he sticks it away really nicely. Um. So good for Everton, they won 2-0 there. West Ham stayed undefeated, although they drew to Crystal Palace, 2-2 at home. Um, elsewhere, Leicester got back to um, winning ways and um, beat Norwich 2-1 away from home. Um, Aston Villa drew 1-0 against the newly promoted Brentford, who have had not a bad start to the season, to be fair to them. They'll be pretty happy with that. Um, yeah. and, and then we had uh, Newcastle and Southampton which was very dramatic at the end it looked like Newcastle had nicked it at the end they'd nicked um, all three points and then Southampton get a, a penalty that was a penalty um, literally in the last second of the game they stick it away 2-2 two, two happy days they go away from St James's Park with a point um, and then on the Sunday I also mentioned the Chelsea um on the Sunday, we had, we've mentioned the Spurs game, United just about nicked a 1-0 win against Wolves. Um, Wolves were the better team. They just couldn't take their chance for the life of them. You know, when will Wolves look, just turn out a little bit and get some results going? I mean, I'm even talking back to how they finished last season, going into the season. They've not got much momentum at the moment. They really need to try and, and turn that they, around. I think, I think they played well enough that I think it will come. It will come. Aye. And um, the final game was um, Burnley-Leeds, which uh, Burnley were winning. Leeds didn't have the, their best day at all. They really didn't. But uh, they come away with a point with an, um, a nice, cute uh, finish, at literally like two yards away from goal. Bamford reacts really, really well, very quickly. Um, sticks it away, and Leeds got away with a point in that game. And that, that, that was all the, all the results, um, which Leeds obviously we spoke about already. Tottenham at top. Uh, joined to all on seven points, we have West Ham United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Everton, um, and everyone else is below with Arsenal at the bottom of the table. Um, so that's all the Premier League, and obviously we are now into the international break um, as well. Um, so Mel, we've got about 10 minutes or so before we, we do have to wrap this up already very abruptly, but um, arguably we've not spoken about the biggest game of the weekend. <laughs> Because oh, we, well, I was waiting. <laughs> you, it, well, I didn't know if I was going to bring this up or not, but I think we have to. I, I did watch this game. I did watch it. It's I obviously did. the biggest game in world football. It is, of course, the old five Celtic and Rangers <laughs> and whatnot. Oh, God, you just heard it. <laughs> oh, dear me. I've got to say, it was a shocking game of football. <laughs> You thought it was a shot here. I hate it. The, the quality was just not there. Like, the desire was there. The intensity was there. The just, yeah, there was no quality it? in the final third. There just was no quality. It was horrendous. It was the most 
it was a counter-attacking game of football, but you were like, how, how is this a counter-attacking game of football? It was a counter-attack game of football about the counter-attacks. <laughs> yes, yes, it was, it, was a, it, was, it was just a game of football. <laughs> it was just a game of football. It no. was indeed, and obviously, you know, just, you know, they, they, they won the game. You know, they, 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 they nicked it 1-0. You know, Hallinger is his name. Ballinger, sorry, not Hallinger. Ballinger had... Ballinger, that had some fucking game. Uh, and oh my god, that's deep boy. Um, I, I, I will nearly assess this game. First half, said they've got a better team. Uh, yeah, go on. Pushing to the brink a little bit. Second half, we came out a completely different side. Without a manager, without some players, uh, we persevered. We came out second half. The atmosphere, I will say, and even the Celtic manager said this, the atmosphere took them by surprise. The atmosphere didn't take them The atmosphere surprise. was incredible. It, they never, the fact, they never stopped singing for the whole 90. It never stopped. There was never a, a time, I can remember, where the, the noise stopped and it, it they were constantly singing. It was insane. It was it was one of those games where if no Cidic fans are going to be there, you've got to take the opportunity and just yep. give it absolute all and let the crowd be in your 100% on. And the Cidic players were always in possession. They just went on it second half. And you're kind of going, this atmosphere is getting to these fuckers. And obviously Cidic made a lot of new signings, right? That was one. That was one of the things I. Because someone asked me, oh, "What do you think the results going to be?" And I'm like, "To be fair, Rangers have got all the fans. Most of your fucking are living. They've not had an old firm, so you've got to take into account that you may you may have signed all these players, but you've got to take into account that none of them have played an old firm. None of them have played really a competitive derby in their careers, and it's like a completely different fucking animal. So their eyebrows." They, sh- they showed their hand. Uh, Edward should have fucking scored, but he didn't. Oh, honestly, I even tweeted, I could not believe he missed this. It was amazing from the Japanese language. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name uh, for the life of it's, me. It's, um, it's like, like he went to tap it in with his left, completely, completely last-minute Matrix-style switched up his tactic lifted up his right leg or I think it was and then just scuffed it and I'm like I'm shitting myself because from the angle obviously when you see you, you you don't know if it's in the ball in the net or not and you're like you're, you're just going oh it's a certain goal it's a yeah. fucking certain goal and they just fucks it and I'm like how the hell have you not tapped that motherfucking shit and he just took man, his eye off it he just took his eye off it it's as simple as that this man has just left for 14 mil that man has just moved. He did. He's, he's just left for Crystal Palace. That is that man's last game for that team. They lost the old firm. He fucked it. You you fucked ten in a row as well, Edward. You missed it, the fucking open goal. Oh no. And I couldn't believe it. And then we, we and then a, a man that was speculated to be leaving, Barisic. Hits in a one, he rails up the crowd, he gets them going, and not even waiting 10 seconds, he goes, lifts up his arms, tells him, Come on, let's go. Whips in that fucking ball, Helander with a header, past Joe Hart, 1 0. The crowd went ballistic. See when you see, when you see the cameras, the, the ground was shaking rugby. 
see during the bouncy, the ground was shaking. The cameras <laughs> were shaking. The atmosphere was booming. That's, that's one of the best um, atmospheres I've seen, I've seen at, at home in a long time. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you've got the opportunity to get a full sale out just for Rangers fans, you've got to fucking enjoy it. You've got to take the most of it. And we did. 1-0, very important, because we, we were the team in crisis going into this game. They were the team that were firing. They, they were apparently the favourites. And we've got, the, we've got the first scalp of the season. That's uh, seven games unbeaten <laughs> against them. Six wins, one draw. Uh, Happy days. Happy days they've, indeed. They've went and spent 20 million this window. They've also made a lot of outgoing. They've also sold more than what they bought, but they made they spent 20 million sayings. Uh, well, they just let Ryan Christie go to Bournemouth, which I couldn't believe as well. Uh, I believe it because his contract runs out at a weird point. His contract runs out in January. All oh, right, so, okay, that, that's probably why it went for so cheap. Then fair enough. So if if he so if he ever get two point five mil for him, he, he didn't want to stay. He wanted to leave, and also Andrew, uh, I don't know, uh, I, I know most of them because I've got uh, some Celtic pals. Uh, he didn't want to stay. Andrew, Andrew doesn't uh, doesn't want people who doesn't want to play. Uh, I think that was the same as Edward. I think Edward wanted to leave as well, and it's about fucking time. Uh, so get 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 the money for them because you've spent a lot of money in players. You spent two point five million like ten players, so you need to get that money back. And yeah, uh, so that that, that. the result and it, and what we said in the podcast last time when we discussed is Liverpool going to beat Chelsea is, is Celtic going to beat I'll take my week summary I'll take the <laughs> I'll, I'll take the draw at Anfield I'll take the win at Ibrox every fucking day what a good week it's just I, a shame it that none of them will win the title yes it, oh no it was <laughs> I'm not having that. I'm not having that shit. But simply the best. Fuck Celtic. Mon the Chelsea. We move on. International break. Boring as hell. We ho- and I hope I hope everyone doesn't fall asleep for the next two weeks. We're gonna get through it together, people. International break is boring as hell. But we await in hibernation for the next league week. Fair enough. That's I think that's a, a good way to to round up the the old firm. Um, we've just got a minute or two left, guys. Um, so as always, at the end of the podcast, we give you guys a wee update on how Lars Fissel's week has been. Oh, um, and since we um we did actually last uh, talk, I believe there's been two games they played. Um, because I don't think it was the cup that you told us about last week, was it? No, was it? I can't remember. It was a cup. It was a, it was a, it was a cup that we had. Uh... So did you spoke about that, right? Okay, so so yeah, they 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 obviously they'd won two one, um, and then so this weekend it was um a league game in the West of Scotland football the Premier League division, whatever, however we we, we call it, <laughs> and um pretty pretty dull game, nothing too exciting to say to you. It was a nil nil away. Uh, result at Kilwinning Rangers, which is another team um, near us uh, in Kilwinning. Um, so that leaves them. I've actually got even. I'm, I'm on their Twitter actually. I've actually got the, the league table. So they're actually. Um, uh, if I do some maths here, yep. So they are 
seventeenth at the moment out of twenty teams. So um... not not as bad as Arsenal. <laughs> Will you leave Arsenal alone? <laughs> <laughs> right, even that, that, right. We're gonna start. We we you know we're going to start an Arsenal swear tip jar, and every time you rip on Arsenal, I'm gonna make you put a pound into a tip jar. Rugby, rugby. Arsenal are so bad that even alphabetical order can't save them. <laughs> That's how fucking bad they are. Fuck them. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I, I try. <laughs> I try to keep everyone happy and then you just go, nah, fuck them. <laughs> at least, at least Norwich have scored a goal. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. I think, I think before Miller offends and upsets anybody else, we're going to end the pod there. We've all, there's a lot of other things that we've not spoken about. Um, unfortunately, obviously, Messi had his debut against uh, for PSG at the weekend. Griezmann's gone back to Atletico Madrid on loan, which is another big one. But we haven't got time to discuss these um stories, so um, I'm we'll sorry about that. We will discuss these at a later date. We will we'll, we'll discuss the, the transfer business at a later date. I we will indeed. Just... Um, but since it is the international break, guys, um, me and Miller are gonna take a two week break. Um, from this, um. Just to sort of reset, reset the batteries. We both um, work quite a lot during the week, as I, I'm sure all of you guys do as well. And we have to get up extremely early to 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 record these podcasts. So, um, we're gonna take a, a couple of weeks break uh, during the international break because no one wants to talk about international football. Um, so, well, um, sorry. <laughs> No one wants to talk about No one does indeed. Um, so we will be back. I don't know the date exactly. Um, but we will be back when the foot when the when the league gets back. So after in about a week or two, um, talking about some more football issues. But thank you to everyone that has listened, given us feedback. It's been phenomenal. It's been a great first four, whatever it's four or five episodes that we've done of this podcast, and we're only going to make this stronger and better as the season goes on. So. Thank you to Mella for joining me again today. It's been a, a, a pleasure to discuss um, all the football with you today, Mella. Oh, I mean, a pleasure, as you know. Although that. you are completely wrong about Reese James. Um, <laughs> and no, it's, of course, I... a... Um, a no, we don't need to talk. We, we, we'll just mute Mella's mic if he starts, um, starts squeaking again. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's it's a goodbye from Mel. It's a goodbye from me. Take care, all. Uh, enjoy your wee break, and we will be back very soon. Take care, guys, and ta See you later, guys.